Hello, friends and loyal listeners. I'm Lisa Kapala, and you are here for another episode of Bridging the Digital Divide with my friend who's on loan from the Wilmington Library, Brad McKenna. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good, good. Feels like there's a little chill in the air. Yeah. Almost feels like fall, but yeah. you never know with New England. It could be <laughs> 150 tomorrow in yeah. the shade, right? Just wait a minute. <laughs> I know. So today we're going to talk about something unusual. Getting off the phone. Mm. Yeah, we've been telling you how to get on the phone, how to fix the phone, how to charge the phone. But today, we want to talk a little bit about phone addiction. Is mm-hmm. it a real thing? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I mean, you, you can feel it, you know? You feel yourself just kind of scrolling through the phone, and uh, it's a little dopamine hits. I know I've read some articles about that where it's like instant instant gratification, oh, right? Yes. You, you get a new new post of a cute dog on Instagram. You want to find another one, so you just keep going and going. So it's definitely a thing. Oh, you want to see how many likes you got. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's why they created that, I guess, to make us all in competition with each other. Yeah, right? yeah. So how do you stay off the phone? It's hard. I mean, you really have to, you have technology that you can put in place. You can set like usage limits. I know the iPhone is better at that than, than the Android phone. You can actually like stop yourself from using certain apps. If you find that you are overusing like Instagram or TikTok or something like that, Mm. you can say, if I've used this much data or if I've been on for this long, stop, stop allowing me access. But since you set the limit, you can also take it off. Right, right. And that I guess it's like anything else. You know, you have to be committed to the process. Mm-hmm. Um, in my family, we had a thing called a phone jail. Oh. It's a little cage and it comes with a <laughs> lock. And, you know, you cheekily put it on your table and everybody's supposed to put their phones in there. But the faces when you try to do that, what? Yeah. No, you know, people, I, I swear people are like more attached to their phones than they are their keys. <laughs> you know, like if you had someone come to your party and you said, I'm taking your keys. I yeah. think if you said, and your phone, they'd be like, oh, yeah. the keys you can have, but <laughs> my phone, no way. Do you feel like you ever are sort of going over the edge with phone use? I do. So like we try at home, we try to make sure that we're not on the phone two hours before bed because it does affect your your sleep cycle. So they have blue light filters where you can turn on and it takes out the blue light. And there's been studies that say it's harmful and studies that say it doesn't do anything to sleep. Um, But you can kind of feel it if I'm like on my phone too late, I have trouble falling asleep. Mm. And so we try to, we try to institute self-imposed limits to like get off the phone like two hours before bed, but it's not always easy. Yeah. I, I look at it from an etiquette standpoint. Mm. Um, you know, my boyfriend is extremely bad. <laughs> Luckily he doesn't listen to these podcasts a lot, but he's extremely bad at getting off the phone. Like he'll look at the phone and be talking to me and he'll say, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I can multitask. And I just feel that that's rude. If yeah. I'm talking to you, you can hold, the phone, but yeah. look at me directly, yeah. um, so, which brings me to some of the research I did. Mm-hmm. It said that um, fo- over phone use can reduce the quality of conversations. Oh, I yeah. think that's definitely true because totally. you're distracted. How you're can not paying you attention. say you're not, right? We know also about the laws for driving in the phone. Now they're really cracking down on that. Yeah. It has to be completely hands-free. Yeah. Yeah. I have this weird habit of putting my phone kind of across my body and having the seatbelt hold it because a lot of times people I talk to and they probably make seatbelts with phone holders <laughs> but I, I have sort of Mickey Mouse this for yeah. myself to do it and I got pulled over for that did you really I did yeah he was very nice you know yeah. he said ma'am you know it has to be hands free and I not to like the visual of it but I'm looking at my chest like well it is there's no hands here you know? <laughs> and he's like no ma'am it has to be in a holder or 
physically like you can't oh, actually geez. because what if it slid which right. it does and then i would be looking there and i would f- you know crash or yep. whatever so but i did get pulled over for that interesting yeah yeah i, I guess like it makes sense because even if it's hands-free at the moment you're going to instinctually grab for your phone yes. if it slips yes and that, that is yes. not hands-free so i'm sh- and if someone hasn't invented it yet <laughs> go ahead and you can call it the lisa kapala phone thing <laughs> but i'll bet you there's got to be we should probably put it on the companion page if you find it yeah but there's got to be some uh, device that you attach to your seatbelt that creates a pocket for the phone it just makes sense i wonder if this is a safety issue though is, are you compromising the uh the, the seatbelt by adding something well, what to if it? it's just a velcro piece that you just yeah, velcro? i don't know i don't know and yeah. then it probably is going to be against the law after this <laughs> but i did get pulled over for that and i did not get a citation oh, i did not go to jail take None the of warning that. seriously lisa i did and so <laughs> I, now i just put it down and i don't even do it but also when i've had the ac on you can't hear the phone it has yeah. to be closer so if i have the ac on in the car which lately it's been a heat wave around here um you know you can't hear the phone oh you in a wind tunnel you know yeah. so i guess the point is don't have the phone on when you're driving although i know many vehicles today actually can bluetooth right into your phone and that right. solves that problem yep you know? Yeah, so that, that's pretty. That's any new car I know has either Android Auto or AirPlay. I think it is, so you can use your your car's speakers right. uh, in order to use it as um, you can. It's like a radio at that point. Yeah. Now, if your car had that, would you do it? So it, I'm a little different, right? Because I wear I wear hearing aids, and so like I have a, str- a streamer device that sends the sound directly to my hearing aids, mm. and so in that case, it's more it's easier because I don't have that distance that you were yes, talking yes, about with yes. the speaker on the phone because it's right in my hearing aid. Um, so I wouldn't because it, it's it would actually be harder for me to hear over the speakers because of like right. uh, interference or stuff like that. Now, do you use earbuds? I can't. Uh, so like I can't. Because so like I would have to take my in there. yeah exactly. I got the moldings in there. So to use earbuds, I would have to take out my hearing aids, which would mean that I wouldn't be able to hear the sound as well. And I would have to turn it up the volume. And I I've blown many speakers that way because I really? just, I'm not completely deaf, but I'm uh, significantly deaf. Right. And so uh, that that streaming device makes it really handy. Like right now we have the headphones on, and if they they're kind of like pressing against my hearing aids, and so that's feeding oh. it in that way. And so the cups on the on the Micro and the headphones are big enough they can fit over, right. but if the cups are small enough, I can't use them because my the microphone uh-huh. of my hearing aid won't fit in the in the cup and I can't won't hear Interesting. anything. Interesting headphones. I will bet you they make a device that does both. Probably super pricey. Yeah. Probably a hearing aid that does Bluetooth and makes your dinner and <laughs> everything else, right? Um, because I'm sure if we thought of it. Yeah, it's, it's already all, been yeah. made, yeah. probably. But <laughs> interestingly enough, you, so you wouldn't use that f- phone to car thing. No. I don't know if I would either. Yeah, I have to think about that. I never would. I don't think I'd ever buy anything that expensive that has that. But you yeah. know, the next car I buy right. may have it. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel privacy again. You know, where is that the Bluetooth and where is it going from? And also, too, then that makes your phone on speaker. Right. right. So you have somebody in the car and you know you have to announce you're through my car <laughs> now. You know, it used to be you're on speaker. Yeah. You know. All right. So back to our topic at hand. So how do we stay off the phone? Oh, here's some other adverse effect mm. effects. Short term memory loss, it says. Oh, interesting. I don't know. Really? 
Maybe because right. I mean, if you're if you're looking at just like really bite-sized pieces of information, you're not you're not committing it to long-term memory. Because I know there is a process where that things are stored in short-term memory for quicker retrieval in the moment. But to to make that memory, you're probably looking at too many things, and so you can't figure out which one to remember. Right. Right. But this ties in with the instant gratification piece. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bet to myself, I would think, well, I'll just look it up if I. Yeah, that's probably right, the that's issue. True. Because you can get the answer immediately. Back in the day, yeah. we used to have to look it up on in a thing called an encyclopedia. Yes. you know, or you'd go to the library. So now with instant gratification, maybe we're more trained to not have to remember. Yeah, because we know that the information is a mere fingertip away. Could yeah, be, I think that that's old. that's dangerous too. Because anything on the internet isn't isn't guaranteed to be true. And so yes, yes, that's interesting. Yes. Sleep patterns. You already talked about yeah. that. I already have insomnia. So yeah. uh, now I'm starting to wonder if my phone use contributes to that. It might. And there's also the usual stuff of negativity, distress, and mm. uh, emotional issues. Well, yeah, because some of the stuff that's on there. Well, uh, it's know. tough. With, uh, like social media is really bad at this. Is like it's a curated life, and so you see these people posing, you know, air quotes candidly, and that was po- that was post. And so like people only post the great pictures of their dinners or vacations, right, right. or like when they well, get, get their hair right. You get Facebook envy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. their life looks so great, and yeah. my life is just life, right? Right. But everybody's life is that way, right? And you wouldn't post it if it wasn't awesome. What are you going to post all your terrible stuff? I mean, some people do, but you know. Um, <clears throat> supposedly it is increases obesity. Well, I guess that must be what my problem was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, no, I get why. Because you're not being active. I mean, yeah. to be honest, I have said, I'll just look on my phone for a moment before I go and exercise. And before you know it, you mm-hmm. look up and 30 minutes yeah. has gone by. And then yeah. you're like, oh, well, I'll just exercise tomorrow. So I can see how <laughs> it would uh, definitely happen. There is a thing called technology addiction, though. It's real. Mm-hmm. And there are treatments for it. Got to be tough, though, because it's almost something we really need. How many times do you say to someone, oh, well, are you on Facebook? I'll just, mm-hmm. oh, give me your email. I'll mm-hmm. just, you know, we're not really calling on the phone as much as we used to. And we're not using phones just for talking. Right. It's more for scrolling and other <laughs> jazz. Um, let's see. So how do we stop? Okay. Set aside one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that's going to happen. Um, a day, usually a Saturday or a Sunday, to put the phone aside. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't know. I don't know if I would, I guess I have done it. Like when I work, mm-hmm. I'm a DJ and stuff, yep. the phone gets shut yep. off and I don't miss it then. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would dedicate a whole day to that. I think because you're doing something, right? You're doing yeah. something else. I'm so you're occupied. I'm distracted by my real life. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, use a 30-day experiment to reset your usage. So I guess um, somebody here on this little chat that I'm looking at said for Lent they gave up <laughs> using texting. Wow. So that's 40 days. So that's an internal reset of your mind kind of. That's the kind of cool thing to give up for Lent. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous though, right? Because like if that's where the communication happens, if something, if somebody texts you because right. that's the way they communicate with you and you're not answering and right. it's important. Then they're worried. Yeah. I. I yeah, it's, but then they just reach out to your wife. Hey, Brad's right. not answering the <laughs> That's phone. True too. Right? So I, there are op- alternatives for sure. Yeah. Um, there are apps out there 
that help you with self-control. Of course there are, which is really funny to me because <laughs> we're right. talking about not using the phone, but we have apps that teach us not use the how. Phone. Yeah. yeah, I guess um, Forest is one of them. It's a beautifully designed app that brings gamification to productivity and results in real trees being planted based oh. on your personal phone use habits. That's interesting. Who knew? Huh. Right? Uh, flipped FLIPD will lock away any distracting apps so that you can have complete focus. And Moment is a, a short daily exercise app that helps you use your phone in a healthy way. Huh. Huh. So I guess if I say to myself, well, if I'm using it for something good, like I use my phone to do stealth now, which is a little exercise thing that <laughs> yeah, we yeah. talked about in one of our shows. Yep. So I guess there are some, I mean, I'm not saying phones are bad, but anything to excess for sure. is not good. Yep. Right? Don't charge your phone near your bed. Oh, <laughs> I'm so guilty of that. What about you? Sure, totally. Yeah, it's got to be nearby. Yeah. And when I hear weather is happening, <laughs> adverse weather, weather is right. all the time, um, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, everything's got to be charged up. Every Kindle, And I have six Kindles. Every Kindle has to be charged, Every everything. And I have four Alexas, I think, in my house. Oh, really? Three. Are yes. they linked? Do you have them all? They are. Yeah. Yes. And oddly enough, we should probably do a show about this. The other day when I was using Alexa to set a timer after it was done, I told her to shut off. And she said to me, would you like to use my new thing where you don't have to say my name? I'll just do what you want. Oh, like, it wasn't said like scared yeah. me to death. And I immediately went, no, because <laughs> I know she listens already. Mm -hmm. Not her. You know, she's not a real thing, obviously. Right. But I know the beings that control that are listening already. So they're making it so that you don't have to, you know, like when I teach little kids to use Alexa at my house, you have to say her name yeah. first. It's a politeness thing. You say, Alexa, yeah. please turn on the TV or whatever. They're making it now so you don't have to use the name, which concerns me because we know they're already listening. Now she's how she'll just jump into regular conversations if I enable that, right? That's so like the big the biggest um, the biggest thing that about saying it isn't like so much teaching um, etiquette, but it's privacy. So like right. theoretically, and this has been disproven, but the way it's theoretically supposed to work is she's not listening. She's listening for one word, and then and then she's listening to what right, you say. Right. But if you don't have to say that wake word. Right. Oof. I was just going to say, so that's the wake word. Alexa yep. is the wake word. But if you don't have to, and I didn't go through the process. Yeah. It, it can't be just say yes. No, it, probably they, not. It, there had to be a thing where it would say... But now she knows yeah. my voice. Too. Right. I was going to say, I wonder if like, it's voice recognition. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's listening all the time if you don't have to have the wake word. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Because that's really interesting. Obviously, we're going to have to do a show on that. Yeah. But let me tell you, it scared me to death. I'm like, no, no. Right away, no. <laughs> all right. Um, they're saying another tip to get off the phone habit is put your phone away when you walk in the door. Oh, interesting. The more physically you remove the phone, the more you can build a habit of having some ability to ignore it. Well, I suppose that's a good habit to get into. Keys by the door, yeah. phone by the door. Leave it there until the next day. I mean, if the ringer is on, yeah. if somebody needs you, they'll find you. Yeah. So the, the, the issue I can see self-servingly is how do you listen to podcasts? 
I always listen to podcasts when I'm like making making dinner or so. Get an Alexa. Fair enough. <laughs> which I have, <laughs> and just let that let her do that for you. But make sure you always use the wake word, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Change your phone settings. We've talked about this a lot, but the most common suggested ideas are turn off notifications. I don't let any notifications come through. Yeah. Ever, because in my life, I could either be on the air, yep. I could be DJing or something. So I don't allow push notifications ever. Yep. Ever. Any kind of notification. Push, no push, I don't allow it. Set the screen to black and white. Interesting. I don't know why that would help you. I guess it's not going to be eye-catching, so you're not going to get distracted by something. Okay. Remove distraction-based apps from your home screen. Yeah. I noticed that my Facebook is putting a little red number next to it on That's my a notification. Phone. Yeah, it is. And I got to fix that mm-hmm. because I see it and I go, oh, four yeah. things happen. And there's usually innocuous yeah. things. Because they, they, they keep changing what is what you're being notified of, which is annoying. Set a longer passcode. Oh, interesting. Oh. If it takes longer for you to actually then get into gonna it. you're not going to do it. Well, mm-hmm. my goodness, I can barely remember the four numbers that <laughs> I use. Um, use airplane mode. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because that'll Why shut off you your Wi-Fi and your, and your Bluetooth connection. Yeah, but then what if you forget and then you think the phone is broken? True. Which would be me. <laughs> what did I do? Oh, I have to go into settings, right? Turn on the do not disturb. I use that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it works, I guess. I, I don't know that that's any different than just having the phone off. What's the difference between the DND and just... So it's the notifications, so the do not disturb, like you won't, you won't receive calls, you won't receive texts or push notifications, but I believe the Wi-Fi is still on, so you can use all your apps as you want. It's exhausting. Yeah. Okay. This last one is kind of funky. Yeah. Put a hairband around your phone. So Brad Soroka, S-O-R-O-K-A, recommends placing a hairband around your cell phone. When placed in the middle of the phone, the hairband allows users to answer phone calls, but it makes it difficult to use texting or other options. Interesting. Every time you want to use your phone, this brings about a mindfulness exercise, and it makes you ask, what's my intention? If you really want to use the phone, set your intention for why and remove the hairband. (laughs) Kind of cool. More Easy, intentional, yeah. cheap, yeah. doesn't yes. require any technology skills. True. Put it on there and see. I don't know. I kind of like that. So that's all I have for that, um, except Aza Raskin. Yeah, I think we should do our food for thought first, and then we'll talk about him. So Sounds good. So let me get that ready. And now it's time for your technology tidbit, food for thought. So I have ours today because Brad and I had planned to do another topic, but we're winging (laughs) it. So, yeah, we're having a great time here. So typical cell phone users touch their phone. How many times a day do you think, Brad? Uh, Well, I kind of know the answer, but I'm going to fake it. So a couple hundred. Yeah, 2,617 times every day. I think it's more than that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I, should, I bet you there's a tracking app you can use. Oh, I'm sure. There's got to be. I'm sure. But um, I thought that was kind of a low number. Interesting, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I've heard it before. So I think I, I knew it was like in the, in the low thousands. And so that's yeah. just, it's just wild. It's just I know. And, and, and I was against phones. I yeah. still kind of am. But uh, mine is very small. I will never graduate to the phone the size of an iPad. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't care what it can do for me. I'll never do that. But I had a flip phone. For the longest yeah. time. And it took me forever even to get a cell phone. Yeah. I was just anti-technology. And then I met you and 
now I have all these devices, you know. <laughs> um, and it says most people, this little factoid says most people on average spend three hours and 15 minutes on their phone each day. Half of all phone pickups happen within three minutes of a previous one. Eh. Or does that include like passive activities like listening to music or something? And I think three hours and 15 minutes is low. Mm. Come on. Especially like when you're home at night and nothing's on TV or that's even a misnomer because there's always something on. But um, this leads me to my friend, Aza Raskin, who we're going to try to get on the show uh, either through Zoom or maybe he'll come and visit us. But we're going to try to get that. He is the guy who created the Infinite Scroll. So I've read lots of articles about him, and he is very upset with himself for making that, what would you call that, option? For creating that option? Uh, what is it? Well, it's, it's not option? even an option because like, when you're scrolling, it reloads the next space. So it's like automatic, so it's a feature. Ah, feature. He's the guy who created that feature, and he feels bad about it. Yeah, yeah. because it, it's you. That's one of the. And biggest this is the thing with technology. You know, um, when something arrives, we think it's so great, yeah. but then there are villains or other people in the background who think of maybe a government use for it or yeah. a hacker use for it or something like that. And so he is saying that he really wishes. He never created that. His intentions were good. Sure. Um, but it's, you know, allowed people to become much more addictive to stuff, maybe, than they would have been. And I can't imagine. I don't think I was involved with cell phones when you had to refresh or hit next. Yeah. Now, I have on Facebook read those articles where every four seconds yeah. they make you click next. But this is not what he's talking about. So in the olden days, before Infinite Scroll, did you have to do that? You had to hit. You next? had to either go to the next page or click uh, to somewhere else. So like each page that was presented on the phone was like a, a set amount of data, and so what this did was basically it, it just makes it you just keep you keep going and it presents the data. It pushes the data to you instead of you having to pull the data from somewhere else. It's it was it's not even that big a change because usually it's just like a quick button at the bottom and it'll reload the next one. But right. that we're talking like fractions of a second here make all the difference with technology it now. Does. It's crazy. It does. Especially when I'm like looking at Facebook, let's say like the Wilmington community board page, yeah. and I want to see all seven hundred and fifty yeah. comments about <laughs> the new Duncans that's going in. There is not one as far as I know, but I'm just making Not it. yet. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes scrolling through all that stuff yeah. would be a pain in the neck if you yep. didn't have that feature. Yep. And I have found myself doing it more often, and I put myself in check for it. Um, this guy, though, uh, Mr. Raskin, he's doing some other good stuff, though. He has uh, a new company called Earth Species, which is an open source, collaborative, and nonprofit dedicating to decoding animal communication. Oh, interesting. Pretty interesting. And he's got uh, a couple other companies, too. So he's trying to do the right thing, and he feels bad mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> about creating that. But you know you can never know no. what's going to happen with no. the technology that That's you That's why create, they're, they're, you know? I know that a lot of companies are trying to look into, like, creating ethics positions. So, like, just because you can do something, yes. should you? I think they should let me be on that mm. panel of experts, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like the benefits, but you do have to sort of weigh it out. Yeah. But you, like I said... We were talking one time, I think, about COVID and um, how Zoom Mm -hmm. came Mm -hmm. out sort of big and bold right before the pandemic came. People started saying Zoom and they started talking about it. And then it just was created at the exact right vortex time for when the pandemic hit. 
because people were using Zoom yep. to communicate. Yep. And even like when people were in quarantine, they had, now you can do FaceTime, but it's not the same. The interface is much easier and much cleaner and there's less, there, there's less interaction. A lot of it's, it's just very well done. And that's why I caught on. Cause like you said, there's right. Zoom, there's Skype, there's FaceTime, there's, there's so many different video conferencing platforms out there. And I think Zoom had just, um, it, it just had the right set of features and easy, ease of use. Right. Uh, and, and it's so seamless to install yes. it. There are plenty of security issues, but they were able to patch them pretty quickly in the beginning of the pandemic. Right. So. And I mean, you know, 15 years from now when they yeah. do a documentary on technology <laughs> during the pandemic, <laughs> we're, it's going to be amazing what we see, how yeah. I'm sure the Zoom people are not glad a pandemic happened. Right. But for their oh, product. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The serendipity of that, yeah. just that it happened at that right time. With FaceTime, can you FaceTime more than one person at a time? I believe so. I'm not too familiar with Face. I don't have an iPhone, so I don't. Uh, I believe you can create like a group chat. I'm not right. sure though. I'll have but to look it's at probably that. not as user friendly as Zoom. No, I think because it's really meant to be like a one on one thing. So, and especially like iPhones and iPads, they're much smaller. So, can you right. imagine trying to look at multiple people on your uh, even iPad? That's not yeah, much. Not no. much real estate there. And any time I do those things anyway, I always mute the, not mute, I uh, disable the, the facial part of it. I, the video. You can't see me. Yeah. Yeah, the video. Thing. Thank you. Yeah. For that, for that <laughs> hey, this is a big, podcast. We're not doing te- video here. Big technical, uh, <laughs> you know, explanation there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I guess you know if you're addicted to your phone. I think, um, I think, I think probably almost all of us are. To some degree, I would say so. And it's tough. So, like, we travel, like, when we go on vacation, we, like, have a rule, like, no, maybe directions, but, like, don't use your phone. And, it, right. and it's refreshing. It really is. But it's so... You fall back into the trap like immediately. You get home yeah. and you're doing laundry and you check a catch up on email and you're in it. Right. You're just in it right away. It's right. so it's so hard. Right. I mean, even taking the time off, there's a little thought in the back mm-hmm. of your oh, mind. Sure. That, but on Tuesday, I'm, and then you have a plethora. Yeah. It's just like when you go on vacation, you need a vacation after your vacation. Right. Right. Because, you know, you haven't listened to voicemails. You haven't yeah. checked texts. Yep. You haven't. So when you get home along with unpacking, you have to do that yes. as well. Yeah. So I don't know if it's counterproductive or not. Mm. And I guess, you know, probably over time, um, you know, phone addiction will become a real thing and people will be treated for that yeah. Yeah. just know, like everything else. I know internet addiction is a thing and so the phone is just a tool to get to the internet. So, yeah, it's it's there. It's real. It's um, it's hard. It's hard. And it's self-policing mm-hmm. is so difficult. Yeah, we oh, as yeah. humans... It's yeah. so difficult yeah. to do that. I'll just yeah. well, I maybe I yeah. You one know, minute, and, just I'll be quick. Yeah, right. And that and and I have done that, and it yeah. does bother me. I have said I'll sit down for a minute and yeah. just look at something, and it really does eat up a lot of your oh, lifetime because sure. you do look up and you're like, forty <laughs> minutes has gone by. But then I just use my Alexa to set a timer. Oh, no, yes. I'm, kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I don't. But that would make sense. I I could t- ask Alexa to tell me to get off the phone. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure she would. I'm sure there's like a, a, a skill or an app or whatever yeah. they call that for that. No problem. Yeah. And I do think, um, back to the phone thing, probably cleaning out your phone. Um, I know sure. we've talked about that before yeah. too, but removing some of those superfluous apps or mm-hmm. anything. Like I know lots of people play those slot machine games oh, on their phone and yeah. those are very addictive too. Sure. So I guess anything that's not going to help with the quality of your life. Yeah. And make your phone safer too because the less you have on it, the less uh, vulnerabilities that can be exploited. 
Right. And the good news is you can always reload them. Sure. If you decide you cannot live nah. without that <laughs> slot machine game, you can always put it back yeah. on there. Nothing is forever, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. So we have some cool stuff coming up in the future. Uh, we're going to have Adam Dusenberry on. He's the operations manager here at WCTV. He's launched a new show. Uh, a video show called uh, Retro Tech, and he talks about kind of all kinds of cool technology that was around before you were born, yeah, Brad. Cool. Yeah, that's Some of the cool. stuff I even was there for. <laughs> what do you know? So we're going to have him on, and we're in the works of trying to get some really exciting uh, AI people and other mm. stuff on for you. Uh, let's tell folks about the companion page before we close today. Sure. So if you go to wilmlibrary.org slash BDD, you'll have the current episode right there and then a list of all of our previous episodes on the left. And at the bottom of that page, there will be a contact form. So if you have an idea for a program, please let us know. If you have a comment on a past one, please let us know. Yeah. And if you want to be a guest, we can probably do that as well. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. We'll be with you again soon for Bridging the Digital Divide.